Welcome back to the Effort Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kleep. And on today's episode, we have a special guest. We have a special show in store for us. This is our Meet the Team episode with Liz Francis. So at NC Fit, we have a great team. We have an amazing team. And we need to show you guys more about who they are and what they're about. So Liz, Gabe, and I talked today about where she lives, her background, what does she do for the company? We dive into social media strategies, which is one of her particular expertises at NC Fit. We talk about children and fitness. She actually coaches uh, kids fitness, which I obviously love talking about. We then dive into Wads on Water, which is an up and coming competition that she's getting into. Talk about her GoRuck experience and finish it off with Gabe's final meal. So make sure you guys stay tuned for Gabe's final meal. It definitely was not something that I would ever pick. And so listen to the whole episode because what he says was shocking to me. Before we dive into it, just want to remind you about a company we've been working with for quite a while. You guys have definitely heard us talk about them on the podcast many of times. It's Merrick Health. You know, for years, I just delayed getting my blood work done. I was not interested in it, but Merrick made it really easy. The panel they gave me was super inclusive, gave me a ton of amazing data. And because they're white glove service, it just made it a lot easier. So if you've been on the fence about getting your blood work done, definitely check out Merrick Health. Actually, in the podcast show notes, you could actually get the exact same panel that I did, which like I said, was super comprehensive. Use the code EOE and you can get 10% off your first blood panel. It's the same one that myself, my family, all of us here at NC Fit are getting ourselves done. So check out Merrick Health and make sure to check out this episode and stay tuned for more about Liz and also Gabe's final meal. I can't get over what he said. So stay tuned, keep getting after it. See you again next week. Let's go. All right. Well, we're doing something a little bit different here on the Effort Over Everything podcast. First of all, Jason, let me lead off the episode, which I'm excited about here. Um, But we have a special guest. We have Liz Francis, who's a big part of what we do here at NC Fit. She's actually in charge of all our social media, but it didn't start that way. Um, I mean, Jay, we can kind of say a little bit about this first, but we really want to, you know, every now and then on this podcast have people on the team just come in and chat and and hopefully people can get to know all the different faces and personalities that are behind you know everything that we're doing here um you know we've we've had a lot of fun with conversations with me jason and mdv but i think you know this is a really cool opportunity to bring some different voices into the fold and i'm I'm, i hope you guys enjoy it right jay i love it i love it liz i'm excited to have you on i uh you know your one year mark actually no is the one year mark coming up? At I think the, the two year mark's coming up. Two year mark. That's the, <laughs> the two year mark is coming up at NC Fit. If you know, time flies uh, through COVID, but you recently got married. Uh, and I would love to learn more about like your background because I know you're in Oklahoma. That's, I don't know much about Oklahoma. <laughs> I can't tell you much, but uh, I want to know more about Oklahoma. I want to know more about Liz and uh, your background and kind of like, you know, take us back into how you got into fitness and then how you found NC Fit and then we'll kind of navigate from there, huh, Gabe? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good story how like Liz ended up on the team getting hired. We were talking about it a little bit yesterday, but I think it's a pretty funny story looking back at it. I can't believe it's been two years. And actually what it has been, Jay, is it's been one year since she's been since she's been on the team full time. That's what Okay. Okay. That's what it is. All right. I knew there was a one year in there somewhere, but all right. Well, two year mark, Liz. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Um it's funny you say you don't know a lot about Oklahoma, because when I did first start, I would <laughs> 
people would like be sending photos of the beach all the time. Your guys are in like California. And I jokingly sent a photo to um, a girl who no longer works here, but um, like of Oklahoma in the Dust Bowl. And like, as a joke, obviously. And I'm like, yeah, this is my view. And she's like, wait, is that really like, <laughs> is that really your view? And I'm like, no, but it's just funny. Cause I feel like I'm in a foreign land over here, but yeah. So I guess background first, I've lived in Oklahoma my whole life. Um, recently, like a year and a half ago, graduated from OU. Um, Ooh, shout out OU. Boomer sooner. I'm, I'm getting Gabe to be a OU fan here. But um, yeah, graduated from OU with a business degree um, in economics and sports management. I always knew, not always, but <laughs> back up a little bit. I did want to go to law school. Um, when I was interning with my aunt for a while, she's a um, public defender in North Carolina. So I went to live with her for a summer to intern do some legal stuff, get some experience. She, I won't say forced, but kind of forced me to go to CrossFit classes at 5 a.m. every single day of the summer. So like just jumped into the fitness space. I had no idea what it was. I was one of those people who like made fun of her for doing it and like thought it was some crazy thing, but obviously fell in love with it and now my whole life kind of revolves around fitness. I work for NC Fit. I also coach youth fitness classes um, here in Oklahoma. And just, I don't know what I would do if I like couldn't go to the gym every day. <laughs> now I have the bike too at home. Like it's just such a stress reliever. It's like what gets me through the day. So, oh, and I met my husband at the gym as well. So my life is like very fitness <laughs> oriented. But yeah, turns out yeah, not, being a, not being a lawyer has provided a little bit of happiness, huh? Man, what a yeah, definitely. Turn of <laughs> it, uh, what are, what ages are the youth that you teach? So they they're like anywhere from five to thirteen ish. Oh, we have God. different age groups of classes, but yeah, there 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 are a few pretty young ones. It's it's pretty funny. Bless you. Bless yeah. That's a really difficult job to run a class with a variety of different ages because they're on such different wavelengths. So congratulations on yeah. that. You know, Gabe's yeah, getting ready. G Gabe's gonna be in the on the team and here in like nine months. So he'll be <laughs> I know. I'll have yeah. to come down to Texas and do some training lessons with baby Giannis. <laughs> That's right. Go. That's right. Super exciting times. <laughs> But Liz, I think one thing that was pretty unique when you got hired, and I, I remember this clearly, and I know we were talking about it yesterday. So you actually started with us or saw the job posting while you were still in school, right? Yeah, I, I found it on LinkedIn um, at OU. Like LinkedIn is the end all be all. So I'm like on there every day looking for fitness jobs or sports jobs. And I saw NC Fit come up and I knew who NC Fit was just from being in the fitness space. Did you so, know Jason? Like you you obviously oh, knew yeah. NC Fit Jason, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, like my first ever call with Jason, I'm like texting all my friends. <laughs> like, I just talked to Jason Kleba. <laughs> but <laughs> That's so um, funny. yeah, I found it on LinkedIn, like immediately applied. Um, the, job, the job was for uh, like for someone who lived in the Bay Area, which 
or no, it wasn't for the Bay Area. It was, it was for San Diego. Yeah. yeah see, I, have, so, I don't know where anything is. <laughs> so, thro so throwing it back, I mean, th this is interesting to talk about, Jay, because there was a time pre-COVID where essentially the entire HQ team for NC Fit was moving to San Diego. And we were going to be, we had a temporary office. We were looking for a permanent office. We were going to open up three locations in SoCal. And this yep. is why we were hiring this position that was going to work out of this office. And I remember that, you know, well, first of all, and this is a little bit of a, a tangent, you know, Liz talks about how, you know, she was like in school and they're telling you to go on LinkedIn and they're kind of like, you know, giving you the, the playbook for how to apply. And I remember in like all the first emails that Liz would correspond with me while we were talking about, she would keep calling me Mr. Yanez. And I was like, please do <laughs> not do cool. that. You make me feel so old. I was like, please just call me Gabe. And I have a hard time about that all the time. But yeah, I mean, we wanted this position to relocate to San yep. Diego. So, I mean, talk about a change in plans. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, so it's interesting, Liz, because we had a deal. This is pre-COVID. Not many people know this, but it's interesting because we had signed a deal with a major fitness chain to... Uh, operate our gyms inside of their gyms and we were one location in construction was just finishing up and then COVID hit and uh any anyways that ended up changing that that uh that <laughs> course which is fine and now you get to work remotely and um we all get to well, well I, I'm in the gyms but a lot of us work remotely so it's just a different it's just different but you got to come out to at least the, the west coast and kind of experience a little bit of what it has to offer and I know you're coming back out again pretty soon which is exciting yeah I'm super excited yeah and, I, like accepting the job like I I told my whole family like I was like moving to California it was like a huge deal <laughs> but um and then Gabe called me one day and was like hey like I have some news I don't know how you're gonna take it but like I'm moving to Texas. <laughs> like he's <laughs> like, we're not, we're not going to be in San Diego anymore. Like you could still move there, but you just don't have to, like, we're not gonna have an office. And, um, it's funny cause I mentioned, I met my husband at the gym at that time we had like kind of just started dating and I was like, we both knew I was moving to California <laughs> and we, we were like, just kind of not talking about it. We're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then, so it was kind of a relief because then I got to tell him I'm staying in Oklahoma and then we ended up getting married. So <laughs> it oh, worked wow. out. That is, that I did know. work out. Well, so you guys, you guys started dating and then, I mean, cause you, you got married what a couple months ago. So yeah, like yeah, ago. we dated for like a, a year ish. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> and it was, um, you know, it's, it's so funny to think back on those times because yeah, I mean, if anything, I remember that I was constantly bugging you like, hey, do you think OU classes will be like full remote? Because <laughs> if they're full remote, you can come out to San Diego sooner. Yeah, like, we Gabe were, like, is like one really week, trying to like, get you out of here. When can you get out here? Like, can you do your finals from California? Like, it was like an urgent thing. And I was like, I told Gabe too, like, I'm like, there's no way they're going to hire me. Like, they want someone there right now. I was like, I'm like out of the question. And then, <laughs> so luckily it all worked out. But yeah, I was like on Facebook groups of like, girls like looking for <laughs> roommates and like oh, I was really? like <laughs> yeah I like joined all these Facebook groups and like you said like the offices weren't really built yet I don't think so I also didn't know 
where <laughs> to look. So it was all like very chaotic, but <laughs> like awesome. I said, it worked out for the best. <laughs> hey, so in Oklahoma, I got to ask, so what is like the most common, like, I mean, college sports is like massive there, right? I mean, right. so what is it like going to, like, what's common in your town, like, what do you guys like? What's unique about your town, like Oklahoma? I don't, you know, look, you know, it's so funny. I've traveled all around the world, but I need to spend more time in the great United States across not the West Coast and the East Coast, but in in the middle more. I, the I, great going, state of Oklahoma. That's right. I'm coming to the great state of Oklahoma. Soon. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, you know, what's what's like some common things out there? Like, what do you guys like? Like what to Oklahoma? do? Yeah, like what do you love about Oklahoma? So. <laughs> It, it's funny because like my like dream is to live on the beach so this is gonna be like like searching for something to say not really but we OU football is like the biggest thing everyone like and I would love for you guys to come to like an OU game day like that would be so fun just because um like we've had friends come from out of state who don't go to big college towns and it's just like eye-opening to them like it's it's just the streets are all blocked off. Like everybody's in the streets. It's super fun. But um, so definitely OU football. We do have Thunder basketball as well. They're not doing great right now, but uh, we do have an NBA team. So <laughs> we're getting on the map a little bit. Um, just things to do, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just normal have, family stuff. Yeah, it's all good. We have good, we have good food. Um I mean, it's it's not like super exciting, but it's it's good, good community feel, nice little small town vibes. <laughs> well, I, I think that you know, and I I resonate with this with you know kind of our setup now, but you know, at the end of the day, it's where your family is, right? And that's, right. that's such an important piece of, you know yes, would it be nice to like have all these things that you can say that you have like, you know, in California, you have wine country and you have the beach yeah. and you have the redwoods, all super beautiful, you know, but at the end of the day, there's just something intangible about wherever your family is, right? So is all your family like born, like are you, you've, I know you said you were born and raised in Oklahoma, but is mm -hmm. all your family still there or did anybody leave? Um, a few, we have a small family, but a few of them have now moved to the East Coast. So North Carolina and Nashville, Tennessee. Other than that, everyone's in Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, I 100% agree with Gabe. You know, it's it's funny now that Gabe is a is a, a father to be or a father. It's kind of when when your wife is pregnant, it, you don't know what to call yourself, right? Because there's there's technically a baby in there, right? But the baby hasn't arrived yet, so I don't know what it's like a, a gray area. But having family, future father of a Met baseball player. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's right. <laughs> And, and so, but it's funny because, um, uh, Gabe actually like almost like recruited his whole family, his, well, his parents and his sister moved out to Texas and then Ariel's parents moved out to Texas as well. And so I thought that was brilliant, Gabe, because basically you made it, uh, you, you brought with you built in babysitters and you kept your family close. So it they're was building a, a compound out there. They're building a <laughs> compound out there. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was all part of the master plan. Um, Liz, I think one thing that you have a, a super unique perspective on, and then I'm actually also curious to talk about social and kind of, you know, the direction that you've taken it for NC Fit. How has working as remote as you've been, because I mean, you went straight from college to a position where, you know, we had the retreat last year at Laguna Beach, got to meet everyone, but, you know, 
you're just going to be going to the NC Fit gyms later this month. Like you've been a big part of this team while doing everything through Zoom calls and video calls and email and Slack. Um, you know, how, how has that been? And I know it's tough to say since maybe, you know, you've never had really too much of an office setting experience, but I'm curious just how that's been. Yeah, so I went from like, I guess the the last year of college was remote for me-ish, like maybe three quarters of a year. Um, so I went from remote school straight into a remote job. So it was like, I haven't been, I had, I had jobs when I was in college, but like all those got canceled during COVID. So that was the time I graduated too. So I haven't been like an in-person thing where you have to like be somewhere at a certain time in so long. Like it's, it's just like so out of my, even, I can't even remember what it's like, honestly, but I do think. I got really lucky with NC Fit just because Gabe and I were talking about this yesterday, like how close the team is because I can imagine maybe I don't know, but I can imagine maybe in some other companies, like they're not as close knit or they don't talk as much. Whereas we're talking like all day, every day on Slack. So it kind of feels like we have an in office vibe at least. And we have a lot of meetings every day. So it doesn't feel like, Oh, I'm like so removed from, everybody else um but it definitely is weird that like, <laughs> like i went a over a year before meeting you guys in person like it's definitely weird and different but <laughs> i think i think just like how close everybody is and it, like everyone's friends with each other makes it a lot a lot easier than if it was like just you know clocking in every day like i have i have some friends who who their remote jobs like they have to be online certain oh, hours yeah, yeah, so they'll yeah. like yeah the, the, they'll be like oh i wake up at 8 45 and like turn my computer on <laughs> like so like they have to like show that they're online at certain times i don't know but <laughs> yeah, you some people would like have like their cat or like did you i don't know if you guys heard this but like there were some people <laughs> that had to show that their screen was like green or whatever it was and so they would have like different like uh like almost like mechanisms set up to keep like the keyboard moving. So it seemed like they were working, but they were yeah. really off like watching Netflix or something. Anyways, that's not the way we are. That's not the way we no, are. No, it's good. You're on mute, by the way, Gabe. Jay, do you, what, what are you, because I mean, you were there, obviously, because you've been with NC Fit and founded the company. But I mean, there were days where we were all coming into the office and, you know, we were, when we had our meetings, we would go into the conference room. I guess what, what do you feel you miss the most from when we were all in one place? And do you think that we've been able to bridge that gap um, in an effective way while being remote, mostly remote? Yeah, you know, this, it's a good question. Um, I think that if you had a personal relationship with somebody, right, and you actually got to know them, and then you broke off, like, for example, me and Matt Walker, uh, that's a little exception, because I knew the guy when we were in high school. But if you knew someone for a couple of years, right, and you create a relationship where you went out to maybe meals and you got coffee together, or maybe you had a couple of beers, and then you ended up having this situation where someone moved away, I think that's a little bit different than when you're first originally creating a relationship with someone because there's something about actually seeing them in person that's really meaningful. So I think that for us, it's been difficult, at least for me, to feel like I have the same bonds and connections but it's just, it, I had to wrap my head around the fact that it's just going to be something different. Like my relationship with Liz is going to be different. But when I get to see her in person, that's going to be my opportunity to really create like a, 
a less business and more personal relationship. And I've had to just like wrap my head around that because this is just the new normal. And I think that there's pros and cons, but I do think if you go from like, like for example, you, you were out here for years and then you left. I don't really feel like there's anything different about our relationship because we already had that personal one. But I do think as we bring new people onto the team, we need to do a better job of having them come out and get to know them really well on a personal note. And then they can go off and be more remote and it's fine. It's just COVID obviously threw a wrench in that system. So I'm looking forward to, to having like quarterly all hands where we can get people together. And especially like in our gyms, you know, seeing our product. One of the other things I think is weird is like, Liz, we need to have her come see the impact we're making on people's lives in our gyms and hearing from people who have lost a hundred pounds and, or, or whatever, name your goal, says she could feel more connected to the brand and where we're going. Um, and I'm not saying she doesn't, it's just, those are things that we need to do a better job at NC Fit about is bringing people in, which is just getting started now because uh, restrictions for COVID have lifted. Yeah, I'm super excited to see the gyms in person later this month. But it is a, a, a super bright side. You know, we, we recently hired, you know, someone else that's been um, really fun to work with, Amanda, who anyone out there that's a part of the collective has probably been hearing for. I think that, you know, a big advantage, though, for us has been being able to cast such a wide net to find people like Liz and Amanda that, you know, if we were limited to, hey, this position has to be filled, especially in the Bay Area, right? Like there are so many very unique challenges that come with hiring good talent in somewhere like the Bay Area. I mean, we've been super lucky to be able to find, you know, members of the team that can be in Oklahoma and be in Texas um, and provide a lot of value for the company and the brand and where we're going while still being able to be somewhere that has its own advantages. Yeah. One of the things I like about being able to like have Liz from uh, Oklahoma or, you know, Amanda from Texas or whatever, name it, is that like, when, when we first originally started the company, like I was really about, I want to see people be happy and thrive, right? Like I want people to be happy. I want them to be able to pay their bills and go out to dinner and maybe every now and then have a flame and yawn. Like I want them to be in that position. It's really important to me. It gives me a lot of fulfillment. And if that is partly to do with obviously having your family around and living in a specific area, and this could allow that to happen. I mean, that's huge, right? Like if you're, if, if you're having your best quality of life, you're you're going to be also a better team member for NC Fit. So that's one of the huge benefits that we're going remotely has also provided us, you know, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily work for our coaches here in the Bay Area or, or other sites, but for these, these type of positions, I think it's great. You know, one thing that I think Liz brings to the table that has been, you know, super beneficial. Um, and we, we kind of joke around about it, but, you know, Liz, you're a couple of years out of college, so younger than a lot of us on the team. But I think that that's been a huge advantage with taking over social media recently and staying on top of, you know, the, the, the trends and kind of, you know, how people are interacting on those platforms. You know, I, yeah, I got I feel Jason like... flustered the other day because he was talking about <laughs> something that happened 10 years ago. And I was like, he's like, gosh, like that makes me feel old. And I'm like, yeah, I was 12, 10 years ago. Oh my God. Oh, well, I was saying, uh, I don't know, there was like a picture or something. I don't, it was something that came up. It was like, oh, that was 10 years ago. Oh, no, no, no. Redwood City Gym. We opened it 10 years ago, yeah. right? That's what it was. And yeah, yeah, that's what it was. She goes, I was 12. I'm like, oh, shit. That's like, that's as old as my daughter is, you know? Like, <laughs> anyways. Man, that yeah, that'll, good. yeah, that'll make you think for a second. That makes me feel, 
But, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people listening, I know that we have a big audience on this podcast specifically that is gym owners, coaches, people trying to grow on social and really take advantage. You know, what are some things that you can recommend? Because I think you've done a great job with our channels that, you know, people can either look into or try and start doing to try and navigate this, this crazy but super necessary world of social media, whether it's for your business or your personal brand as a coach. Yeah, a hundred thousand followers, and like our channel is doing great, and I'm like, but we're just not getting more followers. Like I don't know what was going wrong, and so I um, started engaging with non-followers, which seemed like, oh well, if they're not following us, like then they they just don't want to follow us, or they would already. But it actually like paid off a ton, and um, I would so basically I would go to like fitness related accounts and see people commenting on their feeds or just liking their posts. And I'd go to their account, follow them, and then like either like their post or comment. And I want to say like almost everyone follows back. Like really? it's like a huge yeah. return rate on that stuff. And it makes sense. I mean, like if a, if a brand, if a cool brand like followed me and liked one of my photos on Instagram, I'd be like, Oh, that's cool. Like maybe they want to sponsor me or something like, like that'd be like my first thought to my head. So I'd, I would definitely follow it back. So that was the biggest thing that I saw success with, um, there. And then just in general, like videos are so big on Instagram right now. So we've definitely, I mean, we used to not share many videos at all. And that's now like a big focus. Um, so those are two big things that we've kind of been doing recently. That's so interesting because, you know, it, it makes me think about something that Alex Harmozy is really big on. And for those of you that may not know him, Alex Harmozy, a little bit of a polarizing figure in the fitness space, but super smart guy, puts out a lot of quality, puts out a lot of quality content, I think. But one of the things he talks about, and this relates not just to marketing, but to sales too, is this human need for reciprocating value. And I think that that's what I think about when, you know, you're going out there and following, giving a like putting a post on people, there's this like, it's human nature to want to reciprocate. And what that means is if Jason gives me something, there is something in me that feels like I need to give back, even if Jason's not asking for something in return. And Harmozy talks about, talks about this a lot in the context of sales and you know going out and providing value, so much value that people almost feel like they have to sign up for your offering or buy your product or buy your service. And that's been a really kind of powerful takeaway for me in how we're dealing with trying to get, you know, more sales in our commercial gyms and more sales in the collective. And, you know, I think in the past, and Jason will remember this, I had the mentality of, you know, we can't give away the value, right? Like we can't give away the tools and the secrets and the programming and the workouts, because that's what people pay for. And I think that, you know, since then, I've really had a 180 on that approach. And it's more about, give, give, give so that people, you know, really feel like you're out there to provide value. And that's what will make people more willing to, at the end of the day, you know, sign up for your service, especially when you're in a space that's as crowded as ours. Um, yeah. You almost sounded like Gary V there, jab, 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 and then right hook. It's, it's you know, I listen to that guy a lot, but um, I know no, you. I, I, I can see how that works a lot in social. And, you know, the other thing that I think a lot of people don't realize when it comes to marketing is that it just takes time and effort and really kind of like 10 xing what you're doing, how much content you're posting, 
how many posts you're liking, how many people you're following, how many people you're interacting with. I think that a lot of times, and this applies to so many things, people are looking for, you know, Liz to come on here and be like, hey, here's the hack that got us to 100,000 followers, right? Like here's like the, the shortcut or this type of video. At the end of the day, it's just like, we have to post more and interact more. You just have to do more on these channels. Um, yeah, and sometimes that's that was a big thing we kind of like learned too, was just not, not every post has to be perfect. It's just as long as you're putting stuff out there, like people aren't necessarily looking for like the most polished, perfect video that's ever been made. It's just like, they want to see a video <laughs> more how, simple how than we make it. Do you, think, you know, Liz, for like gym owners or business owners, like how much time do you think would be allocated towards what you were referring to? I guess it's like DMing people, liking people that like non post related. So I think when most people mm -hmm. think about social media, including myself, right. I think about, um, one direction, right. I guess is a better way of thinking about it. Like I'm posting content, but I'm not really necessarily looking at like what I'm receiving back. So I guess, I guess how much time do you think is being allocated towards that back and forth of like, like comment, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. And yeah, on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean that, yeah. And, and just with that part of it, honestly, if, if somebody takes like 10 minutes a day, that's going to make a huge difference. Like it doesn't have to be a huge time commitment. Um, and honestly, I'll do that and not even 10 minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes put aside like five minutes to just go in and like interact with people on Instagram and then put it away. And it always pays off because you can do so much in just five minutes on Instagram, just scrolling and like finding everybody's accounts and everything like that. It doesn't have to be a huge time commitment. Now, do you find it easier to post um, and comment and like and et cetera as NC Fit versus your own platform? Like, I, you know, because there's like this toxic side to social media too, where it becomes like you could become obsessed with it and you could look at like if you post something and it doesn't engage well, you could feel like yeah. you're worthless. And But do you feel like because it's a business brand, it's easier? Because I'm, I'm really curious like how your personal brand versus the business brand, if you could, if you approach them differently. I mean, obviously you do. But like, mm -hmm. I don't know how you've like experienced with social media over the years because you grew up at a time that I think is a little bit different than when I grew up, right? Like I got my first Nokia snake phone when I was like 16 years old in high school, right? I never, you know, iPhones came out five years later, whatever it was. So I didn't have at my fingertips, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And I'm wondering because you always have pretty much what that's been like, you know? Yeah, it, it is interesting. Like, especially when I was in high school, Instagram was like, there were just unwritten rules you had to follow. Like it was weird if you posted twice in a day or even like two days back to back, like that was weird. Or if you um, posted too many solo shots, like just a photo of yourself, like there were really? all these unwritten rules that like you had to follow in like specific times of the day. Like, oh, why'd she post that at like 8 a.m.? Like nobody's gonna see that. Like it, it is super weird. And I don't care about it now like that, but just like you mentioned growing up, like it was a super big deal when I, when I was in like high school and middle school for sure. But with the NC fit channel, I definitely like it. I, I care about it kind of like it's my own, but it is easier to like just kind of post funny stories or like uh, comment back funny things that people like, I like to have fun with it. <laughs> Yeah, I like that too. How'd you get into uh, not to 
switch gears from just me because I'm sure Gabe will want to get back on it. But I just have to ask, how did you introduce the idea of coaching and in particular you? Your audio just got muffled, Jay. Sorry. <laughs> I got interested. <laughs> I got introduced um, coaching youth fitness um, because my gym, <laughs> my gym um, in Norman, uh, where I used to live, had a just pretty established kids program. And before that, I got my uh, CrossFit Level One certificate because I was interested in maybe coaching, but I didn't really know like if there would even be a job opening, but I was just interested in it. So I got it. Um, didn't really do anything with it for a few months. And then I just kind of noticed that our kids class only had one coach really, or two, I guess. And um, I just messaged her and was like, hey, if you ever need any help, like, I have my CFL one, like, please let me come help out. Like I would love to. Um, I've always loved kids in general. I babysat a lot growing up, but um, she like immediately was like, yes, we need help. We need help. So <laughs> I started doing that and it just kind of grew from there. Um, the gym I go to has a lot of different, well, six different locations. And so the location now closest to my house, I was able to start a kid's program with that gym owner um, in January and it's been super successful. So it's a lot of fun. I, I'm very passionate about um, like, especially like young girls knowing that, you know, like muscles are good. It's okay to be strong and all, sort, all of that sort of stuff. So I like to try to be somewhat of an inspiration to them. <laughs> I, I love that. Is my audio better now, Gabe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, we go back and forth in this audio thing, but so I love what you're talking about. I think it's so, so important. Right. And I see it. My daughter's 11, you know, um, women, they, uh, young girls, they have it tough, you know, young boys have it tough too, but young girls have it tough. And there's some mean girls and there's this body image and it's very, very difficult, especially with social media. And I'm curious, like what types of things you're doing, um, with the young girls. I think it's such a powerful opportunity to make an impact on a young woman's life when you could show them that it's okay to be fit and muscular and it's okay to also eat food that allows you to you know perform well um you know I, I was having a conversation a while ago with the gentleman and he was equating food um to basically like food was he was trying to be a bodybuilder and he had like this negative reaction with food where like he was using food food not as a fuel to perform but as like almost like a um he didn't have a healthy relationship with it but once he found crossfit and this idea of like food becoming a fuel and actually you need that to go ahead and get your best score and to perform your best way. It changed his, it changed his framework. And so I'm wondering with young girls, how does food relate? How does body image relate? What have you found successful? It's a lot to unpack, but I'm very excited about talking about it. Yeah. It, and that's like me too. When I started CrossFit and functional fitness, like I kind of learned that like, oh, I, I need to be eating a lot more because I'm working out a lot more and burning a lot more calories. And if I want to look like these super jacked girls that I see at the gym, like I'm going to have to eat a lot. And so the the young girls that I coach don't necessarily have that like toxic relationship with food yet. And so for me, I I feel like the biggest thing is to make sure that they never get that mindset. And so I'll just say like, you know, comments here and there like okay you did a really big workout like make sure you go eat a super big dinner and like get some good sleep just like things like that 
to where they, you know, because they're going to hear at some point, like, don't eat or like do this diet or, you know, whatever it is. It's just, I'm hoping that, you know, moving forward, the diet culture and like, you know, body image issues aren't as bad, but, um, you know, I just, I, I just hope that what I do and their experiences in my classes kind of help them like have a mindset to where they can argue with that other point of view when they're introduced to it later in life. I like that. You know, it's, so I, I, I taught a teens class, um, not much, just on weekends, back when I was in Marin, um, coaching at, at TJ's gym. And one thing that I saw there that it wasn't so much, because I didn't actually work with a lot of young girls, it was mostly boys that, that took this teen class. But the one thing that I noticed there, and I had seen it in the past because I went to, um, or I was, I grew up around a circle of very like high achieving, like kids and parents that, you know, have their kids in all sorts of extracurriculars. And Marin kind of similarly has that, that culture. So Marin is just North of San Francisco, a very, very affluent, beautiful area in California. And a lot of the kids that take this teen class were kids that, you know, were coming from piano, going to CrossFit, then going to swimming, then they had this, then they had that. And it was so interesting in talking to them, how many kids like, all right, but what, what are you eating throughout the day? When are you eating throughout the day? Like they're, they're running around, like, you know, trying to get all these things done. And I don't think it's talked about enough, you know, fueling appropriately and, and what especially young kids need to like be successful, especially when they're doing so much. Um, so, I mean, definitely something I've seen. And, and I think that the more people that are out there helping dispel the myths and, and trying to give good information to kids, because I also don't think that it necessarily all falls on the parents. I think that parents really do want what's best for their kids and they're trying to get them in all these activities. But for some reason it gets missed that, you know, you really have to fuel up appropriately if you're going to be doing all this. Yeah. You yeah. Go ahead, Liz. Yeah. I, I was just going to say what, one of the big things that I like about the, the fitness classes that I coach. Um, and I think most fitness classes in general for the kids is that it's boys and girls. So they're not separated and they don't have this mindset like, oh, the boys are doing something different that like we can't do. So um, one of the kids I coach, Finley, I was, she was kind of talking about that and she was just like, I don't understand why there's like boy sports and girl sports. She goes, the only thing a boy can do that a girl can't is grow a mustache. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> she, I think at that time was like eight. Or seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's a great perspective to have, right? I know. In, these, in awesome. these classes, you're doing the same stuff. You're getting after it together. Um, you know, something I found to be really interesting is in, in particular like with my daughter is, is letting her know that like, it's okay to eat. Like you need to eat. And, and I, I just think that there's like this really unfortunate stigma around like, you know, that you don't need to eat and, and, and food can be such a beautiful fuel source. And I see it sometimes with her and I have to remind her like, Hey, look, like, like it's okay to eat pizza. It's okay to do all these different things. Like find your moderation, but you got to just stay active, eat appropriately, fuel your fuel enough for activity and you're good to go. And I, I just, I'm hopeful that that's the right path forward for the kids. And I think like the classes that you're doing are so valuable, especially cause they could really hit a mark that, um, so maybe these kids are playing baseball or football or whatever, and they're finding different 
uh, patterns. But in the gym, in the classes with you, you can start working different patterns that they're not getting exposed to outside of the gym space. You know what I mean? Like if you have an athlete who only plays soccer, well, how much upper body strengthening work are they incorporating? And that's a great opportunity for you to start working with them and doing things. So when you're working with the kids, are you playing games? How long are the classes? What have you found to be really successful? Because I'm curious. Yeah. So the classes are like about an hour long, sometimes Ooh, shorter. It's a just long depending. time for a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, the, we do play games. Um, we'll usually like start and end with a game. So it kind of starts on a positive note, ends on a positive note. And then in the middle, we'll do um, the gym I coach at right now. We do Brand X programming, which I know NC Fit has worked with. So um, they'll do like a movement focus. So we might go over air squats or whatever it is for the day. And then the workout will incorporate that into it. Um, and they have the brand X has the, as instead of AMRAP as many reps as possible, they have the, as many good movements as possible. So it's a huge thing that I think, um, in a lot of like kids fitness classes, it's like, go, 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 like try to be like the adults go as fast as you possibly can. And like, at, at that age, that's just not the best thing. They should be, you know, making sure they're having good squat form instead of just like bouncing, um, you know, in and out of the bottom or whatever it may be. But, but yeah. We, and kind of like you mentioned with the sports, we, our big goal is like, if they want to do fitness as a sport, that's great. Like we obviously love that. Um, but we also just want to make sure they're prepared for life and like other sports they're going to do. And I, I'm just imagining like as a kid, if I did a fitness class and learned how to lift weights properly and move my body, like just in ways that you wouldn't, if you weren't going to the gym, like I would have been <laughs> better at all the other sports I played. Like it just benefits in all areas of life. Uh, on that note, what sports did you play? Um, I, the sports I stuck with were cheerleading and golf. Really? Yeah. Big golfer. And now do you still play <laughs> golf today? Not as much as I should, but <laughs> my dad and brother play a lot of golf. They're really good at it. Um, and I don't like, they play all the time. So if I play now, it's like going out with them and trying to keep up. But there was a time where I had a chance at beating them. <laughs> really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm sure you're really good. Jason, are you, can you golf? Uh, dude, no, not really. You know what the, <laughs> So you know what the problem with golf is? So I've been wanting to get into golf, but I'm not going to because I have I don't have I don't have the dedication or the time to do it. That's a little bit of an excuse. It's also my attention span. It's, it's a steep really, learning curve. Yeah, it, well, and it's really difficult for me to stay on the course That's for all 18 holes. Like I, I get like yeah, four. It's a four-hour game. Yeah, oh, and I no, lose that, focus. That doesn't I, work I, for Jason. I do think later on in life I'll probably be more interested, but right now, like I'll get like four to five holes in and I'll be like, all right, like let's go, like go run. Or it's go super hard. And... Like golf it's is so just a really hard sport. So if yeah. you like, you got to take lessons, like you can't just go out once a year and play or it's not going to be fun. Like you, you have to dedicate the time to it. Oh, it's, it's so hard. I'm, I'm never going to forget my first experience. I mean, like, you know, you fool around with mini golf or whatever, but like we <laughs> moved to a place in San Rafael that was right next to an actual golf course and a driving range. And me and Ariel were like, great, like let's go to the driving range and hit some golf balls. And I went and I was like, there's no way this can be that hard. So I like put it down and swung so hard. And like, 
I swear it took me like 20 minutes to like hit the golf ball. It's so hard just to hit a golf ball. Yeah. And I don't know the if accuracy this is component and the swing is way different than like a baseball oh. bat. So if you had played baseball, it's a totally different thing, you know? My elbow was ruined for like a month afterwards. <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. Never again. Oh, well, oh Liz, when you yeah, it out, takes a lot of patience. We'll have to maybe, you know what? I'll try and set up some golf for us. Uh maybe you could show me a thing or two and you could, you could <laughs> tell your friends you kicked my ass in golf. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> no, but I love the idea of, of helping children, you know, with this foundation. I think about it all the time. I agree with you. You know, growing up, I raced BMX bikes. That was like kind of like my sport, and I got heavily into it. And I started training modalities that were similar to it. So I would have like these rollers in my garage. I would work sprint work on. I had like a, a makeshift gate that you would learn how to like pop off of. But I wonder if I had started incorporating different skill sets, how they would transfer over into that sport. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do with our children now. You know, Ava's playing volleyball. Caden plays a bunch of stuff. But utilizing the gym as a way to help them with some fundamental skills like hinge, pull, squat, you know, develop some capacity in your lungs. Like those are pretty like common themes. I think they'll incorporate for the rest of their life. They might as well learn the framework and the foundation today. So kudos to you for the uh, for the the youth class. I'm I'm curious from a business perspective, like how many times a week do you guys have the youth class? We do both of the gyms do three times a week. Three times a week. Okay. And you have, how many people do you have normally come? Um, it can be anywhere from like around 10 to 15. Got it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's not something we have at our gyms, but I love the idea of it. And I do that with my kids. It's just not something we brought back into the gym. We just, it was difficult for us. I think you actually hit the nail on the head when you said, Hey, I noticed that with this kid's program, there was one instructor and there could have been a need for another. Yeah. And I think you stepping up is huge where we struggle with is that every time we try to institute a new program, whether it be, you know, yoga, Pilates or kids class, mm -hmm. it took someone to be like passionate and really drive the program. But once yeah. they left, it really, you know, if they left or when they needed to take vacation, we didn't have anybody to take over that program. So that's definitely a consideration that gym owners need to think about. Especially with kids classes. Like, you have to love kids to to coach a kids class. Like, and I know everyone loves their own children, but to love other people's kids, like it's, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I did want to ask, you know, from a social media perspective, um, when, when you're thinking about like areas of opportunity for NC fit, you, know, you talked about LinkedIn. Um, there's obviously TikTok. there's Instagram. You're, you are in a, a you're like, I consider myself just an old man when it comes to these social media platforms. Where do you think the demographic of like 25 to 35, where do you think they're spending the most amount of time on social media right now? Um, or is that two different demographics? It's like 20 to 30 is TikTok, 30 to 50 is Instagram. I mean, what, what are you thinking? I see Gabe, but I'm asking Liz. <laughs> I don't know what Gabe's about to say, but I, I would say 25 to 35 year olds are mostly on Instagram. For me, TikTok is like even younger than my age, which I'm 22. Like, I feel like most of the kids, people on TikTok are like teenagers. But I know I mentioned that to Gabe and he's like, well, most of the people on my TikTok are older than that. So I, th I think it also depends on like the algorithm and like what's showing up on your feed. But as far as where you're spending time, I feel like 25 to 35 year olds are mostly on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my opinion is much less on 
like just what I see. Cause I think that a lot of times, and Jay, I mentioned this all the time, you know, we think that what we're seeing is what other people are seeing, but these platforms are so good at showing you like a super, super, like this is your feed and your feed only. So I, I think that it's a dangerous kind of slippery slope to get into because all the numbers show. And a lot of the people that I listen to, um, Gary Vee obviously being one of them, um, you know, TikTok especially has already aged up. Like it's, it's everyone that was on Instagram two, three years ago. You know, Facebook is a little bit of, of you know, an older generation now, um, which means so is Instagram. But I think that a lot of people use the fact that like TikTok is a younger demographic as an excuse not to dive in to a platform that I think has a lot of opportunity right now. Um, and I mean, we're guilty of that, right? Like, I yeah, think that sure. we, we have definitely, um, I don't want to say missed the boat, but have dragged our feet a little bit more than I'd like at least in really diving into that channel because it's always like, oh, well, it's for kids. Um, but again, you know, it's it's one of those things if you can get there early and get a lot of real estate in a platform that's going to be the future, or you can just wait until it is the big platform and then try and get in when it's super crowded. Yeah. So that being said, everybody go follow us on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That yeah. is right. <laughs> We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> NC Fit TikTok. There we go. Yeah, no, we're 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 getting more on it now. Your husband, you guys met um, at the gym, and so you know, you because you work remotely, is the gym like kind of like the your third place, right? A lot of people say like they have, well, they have work, home, and then a third place. Well, in your case, your work and your home are the same. So, <laughs> is the gym really the thing that? Because I I think this is important to note because through COVID, has that been you know, I know COVID kind of hit different places in the country a little bit differently, but has that been like the one place now, because you're not going to school where you're really engaged with other people. I, I, I imagine like, sure. that community is the key, huh? Yeah, definitely. And because we met at the gym, like we have a, a lot of uh, the same friends, like our friend group is all from the gym. And um, yeah, we like to go to class at the same time. And uh you know, like last week we went to a concert with people from the gym. That's, that's definitely like our, our central location of like the thing to do is either go work out with people at the gym or go hang out with people from the gym. <laughs> Country music or who's the band? Yes. I, we saw uh, Charlie Crockett, Willie Nelson and Lucas Nelson. Woo. All right. All right. Gave you rock in that country lately or what? No, man, I can't get into it. I've tried. Dude, can't listen to Liz's Country Kickbacks on Spotify. <laughs> it will do. Will do. Liz's Country Kickbacks? There's like a thousand songs on it, and it's just country for for any any mood. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll give um, Cleaning Kit and Espanol a break for a little bit. Dude, that one's good, though. It yeah, is, the cleaning kit was good. So good, so it was good. So funny, Liz. I was on a. I was. I was in a. Shortly after he told me about cleaning kit in Espanol, I was in Mexico and I was with a friend of mine, and we were on like a like a boat thing, and we were like, oh, I was like, dude. He's like, hey, put some music on. I was like, you know what? My buddy just told me about the best music ever right now, and so we're bumping this cleaning kit in Espanol, uh, all on this boat. And uh, people were just around. They loved it because it's like the <laughs> it's perfect so music for the moment. So thanks, wow, Gabe, for that so one. So good. Now I need to go check out the Liz Country Kickbacks. Yes. <laughs> so what's next step? So, you know, at NC Fit, you've obviously, you know, we, we've loved working with you. I think you've done incredible, incredible strides to improve our social media. I know it's been great to work with Gabe. Um, 
I, I hope it's been work, great to work with Gabe. He's okay. Um, but I mean, as far as like next things you want to see accomplished on like the social media front, like the marketing side for NC Fit, is there things that we're thinking about that we're about to embark on that you're excited about in terms of like new strategies or not even new, just strategies in particular? Yeah, I'm just excited to, I've kind of recently over the past few months, I've like been more involved in all of our marketing campaigns um, that we're doing and um, even communicating with like other brands that we've been working with. Um, so I'm just excited to get experience doing that. You know, we have the video shoot coming up here later this June for an exciting campaign. And I'm just, I haven't had experience doing that. Just like I hadn't had experience with social media and I kind of got to learn a whole new thing. So I'm just excited to keep, keep learning and keep getting to do cool stuff. Yeah, and see if it's just a fun brand to work for. Like it, my work, going to work or logging in on my computer, <laughs> going yeah. to work. Like it's, it's just fun. And we, I, Gabe and I were talking about this. Like, it just feels like a bunch of, like a group of friends. Like when people ask if I like working for NC Fit or like working with the people I work with, I'm like, yeah, like it feels like I would just be friends with everyone regardless of if we work together or not. Like it's just a cool group of people. So I feel really lucky. Yeah, same here. Um, and I was going to say, you know, we've we've switched our model. And I think, Gabe, this is a lot to do with you guys, right? Where we're kind of having more like strategic campaigns, but like not like a new thing every month. Um, I think that's going to be really successful for us because I think where we went, not wrong in the past, but we would every month be coming up with a different marketing campaign. I feel like now we're doing what? Every season? Is that what it is, Gabe? Yeah, something bigger every season. I think that the biggest thing that, you know, we've been able to really change this year, and I'm super proud of, of the fact that the marketing team has been able to do this, is really plan enough ahead of time that we can do something that's a little bit more meaningful and strategic and ties in, hey, how can our commercial gyms benefit from this? How can the NC Fit app, how can the collective, how can our partners, how is there something that like really supports everything that we do? Um, because before... We were, you know, it was, and, and this is again, just because we've always been a smaller team that's doing a lot of things and that's great. But I think that that's put in, this, in a position where it's the last week of June and we're like trying to scurry for, hey, what are we gonna do in July? And then we'll throw something out there for the sake of throwing out there instead of, you know, now in June thinking about, hey, what are we gonna do January, 2023? That's gonna be huge and meaningful and people are gonna be excited about it and it's gonna benefit all the different stakeholders in our ecosystem. So yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm excited. It's been a huge step in the right direction and I think we have the right people on the team, Liz being one of them. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for everyone that follows all our channels to see what we have coming. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We used to be like flying by the seat of our pants. We still do a little bit, but I think being more strategic is something that every owner, every, you know, every gym owner in particular can really think through, right? It's just being more, um, like forecasting it out a little bit more. It's very, very difficult when you're in the weeds. And I know that we we could do better about that, but I'm excited to make these steps. Now, on another note, Liz, are you competing in a competition here pretty soon? Uh, yeah, I'm competing um, this weekend and then later in August. And so um, that's the competition <laughs> or what is it? Yeah, so the one um, this weekend was originally called Wads on Water and every um, workout had a paddleboard element, but oh. there, there has been construction and now it's called Wads Off Water. So 
but I'm <laughs> it was a good pivot, solid pivot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the best marketing pivot ever. Hey, we're wads on water. Now scratch that. We're wads off water or <laughs> yeah, but it'll be fun. So they're both partner um competitions. This weekend I'm doing it with Chandler and then in August, uh one of my friends. So it'll be good. We're excited. So the original theory was like literally every workout you had to do with a partner yeah. standing on a paddleboard. Yeah. So you'd both be on the paddleboard from the photos I saw from last year. Um, it seemed like most people were kneeling on it, but um, it would be partner paddleboard into a workout. Every There's only three workouts, but each workout started like that. But you're not doing the actual workout on the paddleboard. You're like going to go out no, and no. then come back and do a workout, right? <laughs> Yes. Right. Okay. I got that totally mixed up. I thought you were like doing thrusters with dumbbells on a paddleboard. You know how much equipment they're going to lose the bottom of that lake? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. I have done paddleboard yoga before. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you that know. sounds good. <laughs> okay. Man. And then, and then what's the, and then what's the next competition after that? That one is Midwest Wad Fest in um, Joplin, um, Missouri. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but for me, I feel like and this maybe isn't the best. Um, it maybe isn't the best. But like if I don't have something I'm training for, I don't feel as motivated in the gym to actually work as hard as I could be. So it's good for me to sign up for these things. <laughs> could you just set different like uh, pylons like once every like every other month or something like that? Yeah, kind of in our gym um, runs a few competitions a year. So those are like easy to sign up, uh, sign up for. And they're like in my town I live in. So I try to keep signing up for them. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love that. I yeah. haven't made it on the podium yet. So <laughs> maybe yet. this, yeah. you know, you, you know, yes. I mean, a lot of respect goes out to you and anybody who's out there competing. You know, I think there's always these people who are going to be, you know, keyboard or whatever you call them, like armchair quarterbacks, whatever. But when you have someone like you, who's going out there, putting themselves out there and putting, you know, putting it on the line, like you just learn so much through those experiences. And it's like, it's so easy not to sign up, like, but yet you're doing it. So kudos to you and congratulations on that. Dude, like, that was like the go rock event that I did. Like even the night before I so easy Chandler, to not do it, right? <laughs> my husband did it with me. I was like, if we don't want to do this, like, like I'm fine. If we, if we decide not to, it was like the night before we ended up doing it. It was an amazing experience, but it, like you said, it's so easy not to do it. <laughs> Wait. So tell me from the go Ruck event, were you, what time did it start at? Like at 11 PM? No. So it, it was actually not overnight. Ours wasn't, I think most of them are overnight, but ours started at, um, I want to say like 7 AM or sometime in the morning. And, um, Yes, I think 7 a.m. And it went around 11 hours, I think. I can't remember exactly, but it was like 17 miles. Wow. Or 13. And you were carrying like <laughs> oh, a 30-pound pack? <laughs> uh, 20 pounds, I think. But um, there were all the team weights that we would change out as we yeah. went. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, my first go rep that I did was a little bit of a different experience. It was in the middle of the night, but it was, um, it was both – yeah, super rewarding. Good. Job. I um I wore Reebok Nanos, which are like my favorite shoes, but they're not for a go ruck event. <laughs> my feet hurt so bad for days after. Oh yeah. And I was like the only mouse. one who didn't have go ruck boots. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good note too. 
I'll have to tell the guys to go rock that. <laughs> yeah. So Gabe, I know you got some exciting stuff going on. Um, and, uh, for, you know, this upcoming this week, anything new, anything exciting on your mind? No, man, I'm, I'm super pumped to, you know, hopefully have some, some future guests on the show. I know tomorrow we're recording with another special guest, not someone from the NC fit team, but Stu, who we, who we really love. I don't know when this is going to release in relation to that one, but just in general, excited to, you know, have a little bit different spin to this show and, and have some good conversations with awesome people. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I, have a, I have a question for you guys since you guys uh -oh. have been asking uh -oh. the questions. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you could choose your last meal on earth and oh, there are no rules to this, what would it be? Jay, you're going to go first. No rules. Wait, can I, can I determine who cooks it? Yeah. Hmm. Honestly, I think it would just be like a, a and this is going to be a super controversial answer, but like, like a, a pizza from like a, a chain. No, like okay. pizza from like a chain, <laughs> like a, like a Domino's or Papa John's pizza. And I don't know if like, if I were actually to have that now, cause I haven't had it in so long, I would be really disappointed by how good it is. But the memories of how good, like a late night kind of drunk, pizza from like one of those places it's just something that like oh yeah there's no better memories but i do think that like if i were to have it now it'd probably be disappointing but we don't have a lot of pizza my wife can't do gluten so we don't get it a lot and it's just something that <laughs> i do no, it would probably be disappointing to be honest with you gabe like i appreciate that answer it would probably be disappointing uh, probably yeah but, but that's I, I get what you're saying because like i think back in like college when you there was like a place right by where i went to school called la victoria that had these beautiful burritos with this orange sauce and you just would have that like late night it'd be like the greatest thing in the world if i went back and got that now i'd be like ah, it's fine <laughs> like shit for a couple of days like it's fine you know um you know what liz i think i would go with like a like i'd go with like a traditional persian dish um potentially called dolma that was like cooked by my grandma you know something like that That's, um yeah. something that like has a lot of like nostalgia um and right. one and one done right they're just so so good um now, yeah. I, now, I, now I look like a now i look like an asshole Whoa. he's over here like <laughs> nostalgia persian dish made by my grandma i'm like papa john's <laughs> god damn it i shouldn't have gone first <laughs> oh, man. oh my gosh when you good when answers you, Gabe, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you <laughs> next time I see you, we're going out for pizza and uh but we're gonna go Deal. for good pizza. Deal. Um well Liz, uh it's always great catching up with you. I'm I'm so happy that we got to you know dive in a little bit more about all these different things that you're you're about. I love the fact you're working with kids and everything you've done from the social media and and uh looking forward to chatting again soon and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me guys. <laughs>